1: Hello there and happy Friday. Welcome on in to a special Friday edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla. This guy is the Thunderstick. He's Jesse Friedman. And of course, this show is your number one source for Arizona Diamondbacks news and fun. Uh, this show is also brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Jesse, uh, I'm a little excited, but I'm also a little disappointed. There's some new uh, prospect news out there and of course... Everybody has their opinion, but uh, they had to go and make me sad. Uh, also, in other news as far as making me sad, according to a Steve Gilbert uh, article, his latest article, it sounds like the Arizona Diamondbacks may be done making off-season moves, uh, and I wanted mm. to get your thoughts on that possibility.
0: Yeah, so the, the exact, and this was a, a exclusive one-on-one that Steve did with uh, Diamondbacks general manager Mike Hazen, he said, Um, or so the question was, are you still working on some things? There's still some time before camp opens. So could there be any other additions? Mike Hazen in response said, Yeah, my expectation is from a reality standpoint, which is one of my favorite phrases, honestly. (laughs) I'm definitely gonna use that. Uh, from a reality standpoint, you're probably looking at non roster invitees at this point, but in some cases, there could be some trades that happen and there's still opportunity for us in the free agent market too. So it's hard to say. We're still actively looking for help, strength to the bullpen specifically. So I don't know. I, just the, the first couple sentences of this, like from a reality standpoint, you're probably looking at non-roster invitees at this point. You know, he, he does add the caveat. They're still working on some things. But yeah. it, it is a little bit of a change of tone from what we last heard uh, from Mike Hazen during the Zach Davies he had press bullets conference. bullets the gun, didn't he? Uh, he might have. Yeah, <laughs> at least made it sound like it's possible that there were still bullets in the gun. Whereas at this point, his initial reaction to that question was, at this point, non-roster invitees, although we are still working on a couple of things, so we at least have to consider the possibility that this roster that the Diamondbacks have is going to be the roster that they go into spring training and eventually opening day with. I feel like Mike Hazen has been fairly... Uh,
1: fairly honest with us, fairly open about a lot of things, even stuff he can't tell us. At times he looks at us in the media and goes, you guys know the th- the stuff, the stuff that was said, the teams we were connected to or players we were connected to. So he doesn't shy away from, you know, that,
0: that, that he, he, hasn't has, he, he hasn't denied, he hasn't denied the yeah. Dansby Swanson or the Xander Bogart. Uh, uh, he he's sort of made it sound like those things were indeed true. Yeah, yeah. But I also can't
1: confirm that for you. That's also the other side of that is that he couldn't like openly tell us, especially right. considering that those deals didn't happen. You know, it doesn't, doesn't do anything for them to openly admit
0: that they were pursuing these guys. But could you imagine if, could you imagine if, if, MLB GMs just came out and 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 were like obligated. <laughs> and, they were um, obligated to tell you everything. Uh, well, we like, shit the
1: bed this offseason. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, really so, tried, yeah, we, we were, we
0: were talking with the Royals earlier today, <laughs> but they they were completely overvaluing Scott yeah. Barlow or whatever, right. and you know, yeah, no. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. But it would be it would be fascinating if that's how it worked.
1: I, I do feel like the Diamondbacks uh, could be done. I don't feel like that there is extra moves to be made. Of course, we've talked a bit about. The reliever still on the market. And if anything, I, I'm fairly satisfied with the moves they made to improve position players. Yeah. But I would say if there was one area that I wish that they would have uh, maybe pursued a bigger name or maybe some more talent would have been obviously for the bullpen. I do think that Mike Hazen feels like some of the pieces that didn't work out last year just kind of had a bad season. Some of the players, Mark Melanson namely being... The big one there, I'm sure. Uh, but I think that they're expecting a bounce back season from a couple of guys. And I think that's the reason why they, they might feel like their bullpen, you know, isn't going to be nearly as as much of a detriment uh, to the team as it was last season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, if you're trying to, you know, if you're looking at just the the boxes, the D-backs were setting out to check this off season. I think the position player ones like you said you feel like i mean maybe maybe evan longoria wasn't at the top of your priority list or your wish list this offseason but there are no other holes for the team to fill positionally. I don't think. I think they're, they're have a lot of depth at pretty much every position at this point. Uh, but yeah, the bullpen is certainly the big question. Uh, you know, you get Scott McGuff, you get Miguel Castro. Uh, but do you necessarily feel that with those guys in the fold, that you know what was arguably baseball's worst bullpen a year ago is is going to bounce back just with you know the addition of of those two guys? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's a little it definitely airs on the side of underwhelming like it's not super convincing scott mcguff is interesting uh just the numbers that's the he biggest put up
1: question mark because yeah, we don't yeah. know him right and we don't know what he can do it's much like a minor league player much like a lot of these guys on the prospects list that we talked about yesterday and that we're going to talk about today it really is uh it, it's one thing to judge them based on how they performed at a minor league level or in another league but playing in major league baseball is obviously a different animal
0: yeah. Yeah, it is. And I mean, there's so many other wild cards too. there. I mean, they brought in Cole Solcer, um, who was really good a couple of years ago. Not so great last year. You know, you could maybe look for a bounce back there. They did get Carlos Vargas from the Cleveland Guardians in a trade, although he's only pitched in the minors up to this point. Justin Martinez is still in the fold. So, you know, maybe he comes into spring training and impresses and is able to land a role. So there are there are some more interesting options than the team has had in the past. We're not we're not, you know, banking on a thirty-eight-year-old to hold things down at the back end. Um, I guess Mark <laughs> Melanson is still here, but I, I don't. He's still, there. he's still there, but I don't think he's the front runner for, you know, a back end role or, or a close or the closing role at this point. Which, so, which
1: honestly, once again, is a good thing because we've talked about the competition and and how that co- kind of can bring out the best in these players, especially yeah. during spring training, right? So, Mark Melanson, the only person he was really competing with was was Ian Kennedy, and before we yeah. even before they even took the field, Ian Kennedy was already in press conferences admitting that he had accepted (laughs) a setup role to Mark Melanson being the closer. So it was a foregone conclusion at the beginning of last year what Mark Melanson's role was going to be. I feel like him having more of a fight, more of a competition for that closer role is going to help bring out the best in him. And, I mean, hopefully – look, obviously we're all disappointed with with his season last year, but you can only imagine how he – as, as a performer, as an athlete feels about his season yeah, last year. So very true. the desire is there for him to have a bounce back year, but you know, he is on the wrong side of, you know, age wise in this, in this league. And that's something that uh, again might factor in as far as who ends up being the closer. And I, I do like the fact that it could be anybody. I like the fact that there will be a competition for it going into the season, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, I guess I could say for the most part, uh, I'm satisfied with their moves that they've made. It sounds like you are for the most part. Do you think the bullpen is still the one area that you yeah, would like to see Yeah, I'd more?
0: like to see one more move and I still I'd love to see the, Andrew Chafin. I would love, to. love to see Andrew, Andrew Chafin. Chafin
1: would put me over the top. Like for me to discuss my satisfaction about this, I would it would be a resounding yes. If they mm. added Andrew Chafin to this
0: bullpen, are you disappointed that Erroldis uh, Chapman did not come to the Arizona Diamondbacks? I, I believe three point uh, three point seven five million dollars. I think is money. what he got from Kansas
1: City. I don't. I don't like that they did that. I mean, but again, it's you see, this is what I was talking about. You don't like, like that the Royals did that. I don't like that any team did that. I, I don't feel like Erroldis Chapman. You know, I, I, obviously, we know what we heard from his time with New York and how it ended. Uh, we know. Uh, what he has been through in the past and what you know, like what his yeah. his past transgressions are. Uh, not the only one. It's just like Trevor Bauer, though. It is. It, Trevor Bauer is going to get picked up by a team. I don't know if. Well,
0: uh, well I don't yeah, know. No, you're right. It's, it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen.
1: He's going to get picked up by a team. People are going to be mad about it. The anger is going to subside. Oh, you're saying
0: Trevor Bauer is going to get picked up? Oh, by uh, Trevor,
1: Trevor Bauer is going to get picked up by a team. It might. It might not be this season. It might not be this season. They might. He might. Obviously. I, I there's too many obviously's in this episode. Excuse me for that. Uh, I will say this, though. He uh, he doesn't need to play fin- financially. We know what he's getting paid from the Dodgers for this season. That's true. He doesn't necessarily personally need to play because he's making income in an excessive amount. However, uh, you know, he could stack that money. He could get still get paid from another team. Right. I think the sooner that he gets picked up by a team from, from his standpoint, the sooner he can get past this and people will start. Just looking past it and forgetting it. It's going to happen, though. I know it's going to happen. I just hope that we as Arizona Diamondbacks fans don't have to deal with that at all. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to have to kind of overlook what someone has done in the past if they can help a team win. I, I, I don't want to do
0: that. But. Yeah. Brian says, so if Chapman can get a deal, so can Bauer. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard for like I I know for sure that Bauer is just perceived differently and right. bringing in Chapman is not nearly the PR nightmare that bringing in Bauer would be but yes. i also can't necessarily give a great explanation for why that is time time, time i has guess passed since since different Chapman, i mean the incidences or... were different i don't yeah. necessarily want to get too deep into that but uh but yeah it is interesting i mean you would think that in some ways they should be in the same boat but they're really not so i mean there
1: are people that receive that same level of scrutiny and, yeah. they, and they didn't even commit a crime, right? The Diamondbacks re-signed Zach Davies. A lot of people know about what Zach Davies went through in his personal relationship because it was put out there, it was widely broadcast, and it did make it did cast him in a bad light. You know, but again, that's not really there wasn't a crime committed. It was just no. kind of more of a, a bad look for him personally and, and makes him look in a lot of people's eyes like a like a bad person, right? That's that that that's a little bit easier to to overlook and re-sign a guy like that uh, rather than either of these guys that we're talking about. That's not even the same category, but it is it, it, it is to a certain degree public scrutiny and how people feel about that person and about the team that they're a part of. So uh, it's just based on you know how how much uh, of a PR nightmare a team is willing to take on.
0: Yeah, <clears throat>
1: but I don't even mean to throw Zach Davies in with those two guys I don't, I, I think that that's a that, that's a bad comparison but the reason why I bring him up obviously is because he does have a, a negative reputation out there based on personal things he's been through and it uh, none of it was none of it was a crime it's just yeah none of, yeah
0: the, I think person. I think his situation is pretty different oh, um, vastly different. the other the other thing with Chapman is that he missed a workout um, a team workout with the Yankees prior to the postseason starting mm-hmm. and I don't think he would have won a spot on their on their postseason roster anyway. So my guess is that maybe Chapman was just like, yeah, I'm not going to make it anyway. So I'm not going to bother showing yeah, up at yeah. this workout, which is not a great like, you know, team first right. mentality. It doesn't, it doesn't make not, you look
1: like you care about. No, team or no,
0: it's or. not. It's not good. And so I think even that might be more what's on people's minds right now with Chapman than, you know, some of the things that happened in the past.
1: Uh, speaking of Zach Davies, he will get his number 27 back, which was. Very briefly occupied by Dre Jamison. The uh, nerve. J- the nerve. The audacity. <laughs> uh, Seth Beer is still not number 30, which we fucking are not going to get any sleep until we make that <laughs> happen. Um, Jam- Jameson now switches his number to 99, which by far is the coolest number in baseball, I
0: think, that you could wear. I mean, is it the coolest number in any sport? In any sport. 99 or double zero. Double zero. I don't like double zero. I love very double much. zero.
1: Love me a double zero.
0: Who like is there? Have there been any good double zeros? I don't know. I don't care. Who's a double
1: zero. At least ninety nine makes you think of uh, Rick Vaughn,
0: right? Ninety nine like, makes me think of Jay Crowder. Let's go. Who is not particularly beloved among Suns fans not right anymore. now? <laughs> he was though.
1: We loved him. We had shirts of him and stuff.
0: <laughs> stuff changes fast, but uh, anyway, that's a bold move. Like ninety nine. If you're picking ninety nine, you know you're gonna be the player was wearing number 99 yeah, you know yeah and Dre yeah. Jameson is really really going for it
1: I think Taiwan Walker maybe was the last guy to wear 99
0: Uh Taiwan Walker did wear number 99 that is true yeah, see my uh, I don't know there's my something, memory's not as bad as you claim it is there's Jesse. something about Taiwan Walker though that like it just fit yeah I don't right. know I couldn't you're have right. I couldn't have imagined Taiwan Walker wearing anything other than 99 he was, he, was,
1: he was also double zero for a different team so yeah when he was with the Toronto Blue Jays he was double zero Let's go, Yeah. Walker.
0: Super weird. He's
1: got good numbers. 44, 99, 99, 00, 99. Let's go. Tywan Walker knows what he's doing. Um, in other news, baseball prospectus released their list of the Arizona Diamondbacks prospects, or all prospects, I should say. Uh, and the Arizona Diamondbacks prospects were not quite as high uh, on that list as Baseball America valued them. So, uh, again, it's one of those kind of situations where we uh, take a look at this and, and decide if we really care about one person's opinion versus another. Mm. Is that right? And there weren't as many prospects because, uh, like we talked about, uh, Gabriel Moreno isn't going to be
0: featured on a lot of lists uh, considering he is no longer considered a prospect. I also feel very dumb because Aaron Judge does wear 99. Yes. Um, I did know that, but for some reason that didn't occur to did me. Did you we say out loud on this
1: show what player wears ninety nine like callously? Like what good player wears, did you say that? I mean,
0: eh. Eh, let's anyway. just move on. Move um, on. <laughs> 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 uh, so yes, D backs prospects, baseball prospectus. Um, for for some reason, and this fascinates me, baseball prospectus does a top one hundred and one prospects instead of hundred. It's like come on, the unmitigated man. like goal. maybe maybe they've just found scientifically that there are 101 noteworthy prospects at all. Because let's face it, a hundred is kind of like, I mean, it's a nice round number, but it's kind of an arbitrary number when it comes to prospects. Like yeah. there isn't all, like there's nothing magic about a hundred. Uh, well, I mean, there sort of is, but anyway, uh, so Corbin Carroll comes in at number six for baseball prospectus, which is, you know, quite a bit further down than number two over with baseball America. Um, he has guys in front of him gunner henderson who is pretty much widely considered the best prospect in baseball right now um he got a little little glimpse of the majors last year with baltimore was outstanding so i don't have any problem with that jordan walker number 2 are we playing are we playing the show on the show is my, that what's happening right now uh jordan walker is number 2 who we saw in the fall league we've talked a decent amount about him uh james wood Uh, the outfielder for the Washington Nationals he's number three not a name I've seen uh, in the top five as much Uh, Francisco Alvarez uh, considered potentially the top catching prospect in baseball with the New York Mets uh, number four and then Ellie De La Cruz is number five with the Cincinnati Reds Corbin Carroll coming in after that so um, it's interesting baseball prospectus I feel like there's their list just tends to be a little different I don't have any like data to back this up but it just feels like baseball perspective seems to have a different view on things than a lot of the other places do
1: i think it was anthony kastrovins on mlb.com that wrote about how uh, when he was deciding on his uh predicting the winners he was he even put out there what his logic was on deciding it and that was it's never who you think it's going to be winners for what for for certain year awards like when he selected oh year and as uh And as the Cy Young winner, and I think that that right there just goes to show you that sometimes even if the analytics or everything else is pushing you in one direction, sometimes these predictions just kind of are based on a feeling or based on something they've read about a guy or whatever. Uh, it, It really is just somebody's opinion, and I know that we want to get excited about it when we had five guys in the top 30 but I don't feel like we should drastically feel differently just because a different website now values those guys yeah uh, not nearly as high right
0: I will say I've been a subscriber to baseball prospectus for a while highly recommend um so they do a podcast for all of their I think it's top 10 I think they do a top 10 prospects list for every team rather than top 30 and they do a podcast where they talk through why they ranked those players where they did and and they talk about every single player. honestly, It was any D-backs fan who listens to that podcast is going to come away slightly depressed. I'm I'm just going to say that (laughs) baseball prospectus does not think as highly of a lot of these guys as as I think a lot of other sites do and as D-backs fans probably do. Uh, They had some concerns about Corbin Carroll. You know, they talked about last year he kind of swung and missed a lot. He didn't hit the ball super hard. Uh, You know, he doesn't have as much power as some people think he does. Um, And then, you know, the the list kind of went on. They had some concerns with Jordan Lawler and his defense, his arm strength. Uh, It wasn't nearly as glowing of a review as we've seen from it feels like everywhere else. So I'm not really surprised to see uh, these players come in where they are. Jordan Lawler, number 24 for baseball prospectus at shortstop, of course. Drew Jones, number 33. And then uh, Brandon Fott, who was number uh, 27, on the Baseball America list that we discussed yesterday he is at number 83 according to Baseball Prospectus so a pretty big difference there
1: Uh you know the uh looking back at Baseball Prospectus's old lists you can see at times that they were uh, at some points at very accurate and at other times they were kind of all over the place with yeah. how highly they rated guys so uh, Are you
0: looking at their list from past oh, years yeah. trying uh, to pick yeah. out all the <laughs> mistakes they I'm made? I'm not going to do
1: that, too, them. Don't, they don't deserve it.
0: Because MLB They're Pipeline has always had it right. I know. But every single year, baseball Prospectus. The they just They need to get it together. Yep. Get all your shit together. <laughs>
1: Why don't you know the future, websites? What the hell? You claim to know the future. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we do know the future around here, and what we do know is you're going to become a PHNX diehard member you if go. you haven't there already done so, because of course you got to get Jesse's wonderful articles that he locks behind a pay- paywall just to be greedy and mean. Not at all. He he, he really loves <laughs> uh, giving away everything for free. Uh, actually, we were talking about that yesterday, how uh, Jesse probably had the most unlocked content on the website at one point, because we were just trying to make sure everybody could get down on this wonderful content, and it's mostly Unlocked. So don't miss Jesse's uh, wonderful stuff over on gophnx.com, but to get access to all of it, including a free t-shirt like this good boy Cody Coyote behind me uh, and all of our free merch or not free merch, but all the merch that's accessible to you. And you can get a free piece every year as a member over at phnxlocker.com. You also get 20% off your orders uh, going forward as a member. You also get access to our members-only Discord, as well as discounts at some of our partners. Uh, we have our events, obviously, that we're going to do uh, discounts for as well, uh, but all sorts of goodness. So make sure to join us over here as a die-hard member. Uh, if you're here right now in the chat, we appreciate you guys for being here. Make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Leave us a review. Leave us a thumbs up. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of the shows go live. If you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, uh, subscribe to us there if you haven't done so. Uh, and leave us a review there. We appreciate you uh, for doing so. Uh, we'd also appreciate you guys for checking out Underdog Fantasy uh, because they do daily fantasy sports differently. You can draft a team up to five of your friends, and of course, whoever has the highest scoring squad for that night can win some cold hard cash. Uh, not to mention the Pick'em game that I constantly gloat about winning a thousand dollars on pitch counts uh, this baseball season. We ride, we ride together on pitch counts. So make sure to join us. Uh, get yourself the Underdog Fantasy app, or go over to underdogfantasy.com, sign up with our promo code of PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. And make sure to take advantage of that. Uh, Again, I I made my money on my very last bet that I had, and it was because Underdog hooked me up with that extra $100. Uh, We ride together around here on the Underdog Fantasy app, unless we're playing each other. Uh, and then it's very awkward around here because everybody hates each other. Uh, nobody wants to give anybody advice or, or any information being passed along. But that's what sports is about, right? Hating your friends and your coworkers. workers uh, So get down <laughs> on the underdog fantasy <laughs> app uh, right now. Uh, speaking of hating things, there's some things not to hate
0: when it comes to prospect ranking. Sorry, I, I have to interrupt you. What, I, have a, I, have a, I have a trivia question I have to ask you first. Please. Um, so the D-backs, apparently, I did not realize this, had one player who wore number 99 last year one player that wore number 99 one player who wore number 99 Kenyon middleton uh i have to say incorrect because his first name is keenan not kenyan uh, uh but you did but you did, uh, you middleton. did get it. shut up you but did i got
1: i got the answer i got the
0: answer i'm impressed start. i'm uh, impressed i know stuff
1: jesse believe it or not uh even though i act like i don't on this show uh <laughs> speaking of knowing stuff we knew that uh, Ivan Melendez was going to be an incredible uh, future prospect for this team when we did our draft show. We were super excited about him uh, being drafted by the D-backs, and he continues to impress uh, in MLB prospect rankings. Uh, we touched on him a, a bit yesterday, but obviously uh, the Hispanic Titanic, best, best nickname that best you can nickname. find out. I mean, show All me. of sports, tell really. Me, tell me another better nickname in baseball than the Hispanic Titanic.
0: Can you? I don't think I can. Yeah, like, can. I don't think I can. I, I didn't think you could. It just, uh, I mean the rhyme and like, it's just the Titanic. Like that's, it's just not, it's not cliche. It works. It's not, you know, if
1: I'm going to critique it, uh, doesn't have the best future connotations. You know what I mean? Like. It makes me think like <laughs> we're going to get excited about it and then it's going to be a bust, right? Like
0: uh, that's kind I of how you know, the Titanic ended. The, the ti- right, okay, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, that's fair. Uh,
1: well, right now he is very highly ranked because MLB Pipeline has him listed as the eighth best first base prospect in all of baseball. Uh, and looking at his numbers, of course, we know that he, we know he rakes, we know he has some power, but it's very exciting to think about, again, uh, the future of this team when you factor in uh, Melendez and uh they could potentially be here as soon as maybe the end of next season.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So apparently Ivan Melendez was actually number five on the, the last oh. time that MLB Pipeline did this list. So I guess he technically moved down, oh. um, but he is still in the top 10 and I wouldn't read too much into that. It's not particularly surprising. He he played some games in Visalia uh, this past year for the D-backs or for the, for the Visalia Rawhide and he hit 207, 349, 368. So... Uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an incredible showing and obviously for a right-handed hitting first baseman, you need the bat to play. I mean, yeah. that's where his value is going to come from. For sure. Um, I talked to Josh Barfield about Melendez, uh, d farm director, um, at the end of the season and he told me that apparently they had Melendez at like a 900 expected OPS over the last month, I want to say it was, um, of his his stint with Visalia this year, so uh, for whatever that's worth, maybe there was some some bad luck baked into into those numbers. He didn't strike out much um, altogether. He only had he had 20 strikeouts and around 100 plate appearances, uh, which is relatively low. So he didn't strike out a ton. He walked a decent amount. It wasn't like he was overmatched, but for some reason uh, the results just didn't didn't quite translate yet. So I don't think there's any big concerns there yet, though.
1: Uh, I think at 22 years old and Obviously, he still has the you know his his progression before him, but uh, there there is something very exciting that the Diamondbacks have building here, right? And yeah, we've we've talked about how many guys they've had uh, in the in the top one hundred. We've talked about all of those guys, but Melendez is kind of uh, you know an, an underrated uh, infielder a bit up, up based on his numbers. His numbers definitely went down in two thousand and twenty two everywhere he played. I mean, he had a much better. Uh, year in college uh at texas but
0: (laughs) that's not uh, necessarily surprising yeah no not at all but
1: uh college isn't exactly the best competition level that you can find
0: not compared to pro baseball
1: uh yeah or or even like like early single a you know like everything is much harder once you get into the major league system uh playing minor league games against other professional baseball players but uh, there, there definitely is uh, the, the the excitement there around him, and I think that he could be looking. He could be that future that the Diamondbacks uh, have beyond Christian Walker. We we talked about yeah. the ridiculous idea of trading Christian Walker, which neither one of us think is going to happen, but it was no. floated out there. Uh, there isn't really much behind him at this point there uh, until you get to Ivan Melendez. So it's a reason right. why the team really does uh, need to you know look at look at Christian as being being their guy there isn't really somebody else right now within the organization to take that spot
0: there's also i mean i guess there's davis and de los santos who a lot of people suspect will eventually transition from third base to first base mm-hmm. so that is something to at least keep an eye on but um but yeah i mean he you know de, de los santos unfortunately didn't look great in the fall league i think there's Quite a bit of doubt among um, among prospect evaluators at this point that, you know, his swing will translate to the big league someday. Still so young. So you're certainly not writing him off at this point. But uh, yeah, I mean, Melendez Melendez was absurd in his in his last year uh, at Texas. It, it was it was crazy. Thirty two home runs, ninety four RBI and sixty seven games. He hit three eighty seven five oh eight eight sixty three and he walked more than he struck out. Uh, and that's against pretty decent competition. So, yeah, I mean, he was, you know, he won the Golden Spikes Award for a reason. I mean, that's the equi- the, the college baseball equivalent of the Heisman. So uh, he was very, very good. And and unfortunately for the D-backs, that didn't translate into the minors right away. But this next year is going to be a big one for him, yeah. you know, maybe. Maybe starting the year in Visalia, but having a shot to, you know, get up to Hillsboro, maybe even double A potentially if, if things look good. Um, he's one of those pretty advanced college hitter types that you figure could advance pretty quickly through the system. So this is a big year coming up for Ivan Melendez.
1: He was actually originally drafted by the Marlins in the 16th round the prior year. And he went back in, kind of betting on himself there like baseball players can do when they re-enter the draft and worked out. Going from the 16th round to the second round, uh, substantially better money there. And uh, I honestly, you know, I, I don't want to knock the Marlins, but I feel like, you know, he, his, his, his position improved as far as teams that uh, kind of have an idea of where they're going and where their focus is uh, as far as young talent goes. No knock to Marlins fans that are out there. And I know none <laughs> of them are
0: watching this program at this point. We have a very large contingent of Marlins fans (laughs) that tune in for sure. Blue Jays Jays fans and Marlins fans. We just can't can't keep them away.
1: (laughs) Um, Speaking of fans, by the way, we do have some information to share about uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks Fan Fest being canceled, uh, but we kind of have to uh, hold off on it until things are official. But we should be able to share that with you on Monday. Some interesting things there and some things Jesse and I definitely want to discuss when it comes to that because – uh, you definitely, de- definitely going to be some, some people that have some opinions about it. Uh, of course we thank our friends at four peaks. Somebody in the chat said Derek knows things and he's drinking, Jer- Derek drinks four peaks and he knows things. That's the best way to describe me, I guess. Uh, my favorite beer, of course, it's, it's a toss up between the hop, knot IPA. And of course, the ja- uh, joy wow wow joy bus. I got to hug the wow joy bus out at our tea party event. By the way, Four Peaks brought out. There's an actual, an actual bus. joy bus. There's an actual wow Volkswagen joy bus. Uh, and yes, I did. I did hug it. But is it uh, just filled with with joy bus? Um, no, okay. no. But okay. that would be that would be better. That okay. Would be better. Yeah. If you just opened the sliding door and there was just like. <laughs> Piles of ice with just beer in it. Yeah, there you you go. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I can't wait to try their new beers, though. They have two new beers we've been talking about. Their Recreational Juice Dank IPA and their Staycation Super Juicy IPA. I'm a big IPA fan myself, so I can't wait for our last Wednesdays to be back. And they are back. We will be out there at the A Street Pub on January 25th. And all of our PHNX shows will be live and in person throughout the day. Enjoy $3 beer specials. Enjoy their delicious chicken tendies. And, of course, enjoy us doing our shows and hanging out with you guys. We are always excited uh, to do that. So make sure to come by and say hi. We are yeah, excited. Yeah, that's that's five, to be out there. 5 days away. 5 days away, right around the corner. So, uh, and of course, this season on baseball, we are riding with game time because we don't know what plans we have and we don't want to buy tickets that we have to figure out a way to get rid of. We don't want to like have to compromise events, you know, your family's going to hit you up at the last minute now you have to decide between going to a baseball game and losing money on it or going to see your family. Forget all that. Wait until the last minute, procrastinate with Jesse and I, and use the Game Time app. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them at the last minute. And that's not just for sporting events, that's for concerts, shows, games, everything. Everything that you need to buy tickets to, you can find over at Game Time. Uh, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Uh, and of course, go get your tickets. Go get, wait, go wait, go wait, go wait, stop and wait, wait until the last minute and get your tickets. But uh, of course, do that over at Game Time. Jesse, huge Game Time fan. Uh, he he made me uh, convert even before we were partnering with them. So thanks thanks to Jesse for helping me save money. It's the most aesthetic uh, like third-party ticketing oh, app it. out there. He loves it so yeah, much. Yeah, it's, it's just
0: very beautiful. It's a very beautiful app.
1: Um, and speaking of Jesse's opinions on things, it's once again <laughs> time for Jesse to discuss with us a movie that he has never seen. Uh, it is time for another edition of Jesse Hasn't Seen It. Let's go. Jesse Hasn't Seen It. We're doing Die Hard. We gave you this assignment a while ago. Die Hard, of course, one of the best action movies of all time. And, of course, one of the best Christmas movies of all time. (laughs) Uh, I had to do it. But, of course, Uh, Jesse, one of my favorite things about this is while you were watching this movie, you simply texted me. It's rad. And
0: that's uh, I, like that.
1: I got so much joy knowing you were getting joy from it. What are your thoughts on this film?
0: Well, first of all, so I watched it. I watched it this morning and I will say the blood was a little much for, you know, it's like seven, it to be. like seven a.m. Yeah. Waking up like oh, uh, this is just this is just brutal. This is gruesome. Um, but uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about what makes a movie a Christmas movie. Right, because sure. because is it just that a a movie is set at Christmas time? I feel like that's or, part of it. Or do you need there to be like like Christmas is part of the plot? Like we're having Christmas parties or you know Santa's coming over those those sorts of things, right? Correct. Which I would argue this movie probably doesn't have. Although I guess there is a Christmas party, and that's kind of where the whole thing starts. Correct. Um. So. Ultimately, I came I came to the conclusion that I do think this is a Christmas movie. That's I do cool. think this that's is a Christmas good. movie.
1: Multiple reasons because it, it checks off the boxes for you. First, it takes place during Christmas. It takes right? place during Which Christmas, is an absolute must. There's no Christmas movie that cannot take place during Christmas. Yeah, that's that, that's the baseline. That's a starting. That's point. a starting. You, you,
0: point, you need right? you need
1: that. Yeah. But like you said, uh, it, it, Christmas can't merely be a background to it. There yeah. has to be Christmas themes. There has to be Christmas things shown. There was a Christmas party. We did come out to the coast to have a few laughs, right? And, uh, you know, get together. And a part of getting together was getting together for Christmas at this office Christmas party. Yes. Uh, Not to mention the fact that there was a dead man uh, with ho 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 written on him and a Santa hat. Like yeah, right, yeah. so that fucking puts it over the edge
0: right there. That right there. That I literally wrote that down as one of my points. Uh I believe the exact words are now I have a machine gun. Ho yes, ho ho. Yes. I was like, there, there it is. That's all the evidence we need. It's a Christmas movie. Let's go. Uh but even like even more so, I still feel like if uh, okay, so if a movie only has like a scene. In that that's a Christmas time, not a Christmas movie. But if any movie takes place and like the entire duration of the film is Christmas time, I feel like I'd still be inclined to call it a Christmas movie, even if it doesn't really play into the plot at all. So I'm kind of an extremist when it comes mm-hmm. to what is a Christmas movie and what is isn't. But that's just me.
1: Um, so let's let, first of all, Chris Melton says PHNX is a Christmas movie. Of course we are. We <laughs> all know that. It's always Christmas time around here. Uh, it's always Shark Week on this show too, by the way. Uh, but let's take a look at Jesse's sliders uh, for for his ratings for this movie because this is where he really starts to put things into perspective. Uh, and I couldn't agree with him more on this. First, plot is at
0: 76.
1: And, of course, uh, that's very high for you. You're very critical. Yeah, that's, that's pretty high. You're very critical of plot, right?
0: These are, all, these are all high. Yeah, plot 76, characters 82. Let's go. Let's um, go.
1: I want to revisit plot, though, really fast. Question Okay. About plot. okay, okay. Uh, was... What 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 your what were your thoughts on the shooting out the glass and John McClane walking around barefoot and all of that? What were your thoughts on that as like part of a movie? Because to this day, it's still one of my favorite things that like a villain does in a movie to the hero that's like adapting to the situation and trying to get the one up on him.
0: Interesting. I honestly didn't even put that much thought into that part. Of really? There. Yeah, it that, was, did, that like didn't whatever. even really stand out it's to me that like much. It's kind of like
1: a famous thing that a lot of, like when they do a parody of Die Hard, they typically that's make sure they, that's included. That's what they do. Interesting. There, there's a yippee-ki-yay has to be included in a parody of it, you know, and of course, like a lot of times there needs to be, you know, just some of the things, like some of the f- catchphrases and such. But. Sure. Uh, Sure. All right. Let's go back to that.
0: Those sliders. Uh, So, yeah, we have 82 characters across the board. Everyone's fascinating. Uh, Hans Gruber, one of the best villain names I've ever come across in a movie. Absolutely. argyle's ride 85 quality quality vehicle yeah um i had to throw that in here that's um, fantastic r- rather than dog and him of course we have dog and john, john mcclain, McClain. Off the uh, 99 Off mean, there's, the there's charts. No, there's, there's no there's no <laughs> yeah. no getting yeah. around that I mean,
1: like, he, he literally is the dog and other people that's how much the dog and pretty is. much yeah. yeah
0: he was the dog and him yeah. and every single hostage yeah. in in the in the building um uh rewatchability of a fifty-seven, which uh our our producer So that's probably
1: the lowest lowest thing. Yeah, know, right our
0: now? producer Leah Merrill was very critical of that. Yeah. She she was a little bit put off by that. And she actually convinced me to raise it to a 67. Uh, but apparently, our our graphics expert Sean DePaz didn't get the memo, so it <laughs> still right. says fifty-seven. All but right. well, we'll, for we'll all not, intents we'll and knock purposes, it's up. We'll it, it up
1: ten, uh, just just in our minds here. But why was that the lowest thing you gave it? You feel like it's just kind of a one-time watch versus?
0: Yeah, I think because I because I do classify it as a Christmas movie. I I don't like. I guess I I would still maybe watch it during you know when it's not Christmas time. Uh, I guess I, I guess I could.
1: That's like so. What you're saying is that's like the flip side to being a Christmas movie. That's the that's the double edged sword. On yeah. one side, yes, you're a Christmas movie, but on the other side, now now, I, now I you can't can watch only you. be watched between November 25th <laughs> and January 1st, and after that, you're irrelevant to me the rest of the year.
0: Yeah. Well. I don't know cuz now that I hear it out loud I don't know if I feel that way no, like I like in a few months I and if I knew someone who hadn't seen Die Hard or whatever I'd probably really? still yeah, be down to, yeah. because it because the Christmas vibe doesn't it's not so big a part of the storyline that you feel like it's just out of place if you watch it in the middle of summer. Which or I guess you
1: could say is a reason why people would say it's not a Christmas movie. It's yeah. just more of a movie That's that fair. takes place at Christmas time. Yeah. Versus it being a Christmas
0: movie. I, I acknowledge the the seasonality of the movie is is maybe less important as it is with I don't know, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street or sure. something. But um but yeah, so so rewatchability watchability is a little bit lower, but it's still above average. I sure. mean, I would I would definitely be down to to watch it again. Um, and, uh, overall, uh, I have an 81, which right. for me is quite high. That's I think, very high. I think I'm only actually quite surprised by that might only be Sandlot has had a higher overall than that. Fantastic. So that's there fantastic. you go.
1: I, I, I don't feel like we would be doing our due diligence if we didn't talk about, um, Bruce Willis and unfortunately what he's going through. Um, he has a condition for those of you that don't know, um, called aphasia. I believe it's what it's called. um yeah, I think that's aphasia. Right. And he, uh, uh, basically, as a, as a, it's a uh, speech condition, it's a language disorder. It also affects his memory. It kind of started when he was doing some of his more recent movies where it was rumored people in production thought he was just not remembering his lines or not taking <laughs> the time to learn his character. And apparently uh, that was definitely not the case. Uh, it just—it's sad. I love Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis to me is one of the greatest action stars uh, of our, he our generation. He's great. He great in this movie. He, he's great in so many movies, but this—I looked really... up
0: a list of every movie that Bruce Willis has ever been in, and I don't think I've seen a single one of them outside of this. So, but now I now I have some motivation. It's oh, like man. okay, I go feel like Hun- I have to go, go and... watch Hudson Hawk. That's one of my favorite
1: okay. Bruce Willis movies that okay. people don't like. But uh, I will say this: I think the appeal for Bruce Willis is. He's kind of similar to an underdog athlete, right? Like somebody <laughs> somebody that we get behind because they're not an Aaron Judge or they're not like, you know, it's it's the everyman concept. I mean, like there were a lot of big bo- like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone and stuff during that time frame. Mm. And like there's just something especially in this movie of Bruce Willis being this badass that's relentless that the dog in him is at fucking a thousand (laughs) and he's still just this kind of normal wisecracking kind of everyman and i just i think that's why i always loved him so much you know like it's one thing to be behind uh arnold schwarzenegger you know in a movie but bruce willis is a little bit more uh
0: Relatable as far as I'm concerned. He, yeah, he's, the, he's the Stephen Kwan. There you he's go. The, the Dalton Var show, right? Go. The- <laughs> oh, there you go. I like uh, Gabriel that. says, weird fact about Bruce Willis all his movie posters have his head tilted like 45 <laughs> degrees for some reason. Wow. We're going to have to do
1: the research on yeah, that. Yeah, we're gonna- <laughs> I'm going to set Jesse on that one. <laughs> Um, and I want you guys to, Your mission, that's Jesse's mission. Your mission is to tell Jesse what furniture he needs beside Chase lounges because we joke about it, but I'm getting concerned. I'm getting concerned I'm going to walk into his place
0: and all it's going to be is Chase lounges.
1: Right? There, there, there are a couple of
0: there are a couple of small chairs in there. Are like they are they
1: Chase lounge shaped though, Jesse?
0: They, they, just they smaller s- loosely resemble it, I but they're doing pretty, doing pretty much normal chairs. Oh, yeah, you
1: need to get regular furniture. Okay, <laughs> we need you to get some regular furniture at morefurniture.com. Um, Save big on the best furniture. Not just Jesse. Jesse will save big. But you say big, too, on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. And, of course, they have their white glove delivery service, which, Jesse, was up until 3 a.m. putting together furniture. And that's never going to happen at More Furniture. You're never going to be up until 3 o'clock in the morning putting together stuff. They're going to yeah. bring it to you already built, and they're going to be wearing white gloves when they bring it in your house. Jesse.
0: Assembling so. furniture, oh. I, I hate it more than I hate making my lunch yeah, in the morning. Yeah, making lunch waiting until 11 to eat. Oh, I, I knew that was going to come back.
1: Oh, was... oh, man. But anyway, also, if you guys haven't done so already, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you're an existing customer or a new customer, you can get down uh, on their bigger payouts with the DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost those NFL winnings up to 100% with each leg that you add. Uh, you can also download the DraftKings Sportsbook app as a new customer. Use our code of PHNX and bet $5 on the NFL divisional round. If you do, you will get $200 in free bets instantly, no matter the outcome of your game. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh, with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Don't forget to opt in on all of those great offers that the DraftKings Sportsbook app has to offer. They're up there at the top. You might hear about things. You might even stuff we talk about in in the promos, but unless you opt in, you can miss out on some of those deals. So make sure to do that. And just also as a pro tip, sometimes it's free money uh, that when you go to place your bet, you have to kind of add it as a promotion, uh, but it'll be in there. So keep an eye out for all of those offers that you uh, are eligible for. Uh, Of course, we... Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, we appreciate you guys being in the chat. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore K-Man with a k with ak Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore d But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On behalf of our producer, Damon, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate your time. Thank you guys for stopping by. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs.